Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hey listeners, welcome once again to Transforming Bodies with myself from Plastic Surgery Hub. And today I'm talking to the wonderful Dr. Jack Zamaris from Artiste Plastic Surgery in Edgecliff, Double Bay, um, around that area in Sydney. So welcome, Dr. Zamaris. Thanks for having me, Trish. Thanks for coming along again. I always love having a chat to you. Cool. So look, it's, it's um, Men's Health Week this week, National Men's Health Week. So I thought we'd cover some of the stuff for the, the blokes because we don't do probably as much as we should for the blokes. And I know that you do quite a few facelifts for male patients. So I thought I'd just start by asking you, what you know, have you noticed that there's um, main, like, what are the main motivations for men wanting a facelift? Are they different to women wanting a facelift? Yeah, look, I would say, look, there's similarities in terms of, um, you know, wanting to look younger and wanting to get rid of their jowls or excess skin. But the real difference that I notice with men, it has specifically to do with the way they look in regards to the, their career. That's the one big thing that I've noticed. Um, I, uh, the, all the facelifts that I've done in men, there's been something with, with regards to their career. So the one, uh, one, uh, one that I recall was a patient that um, was basically in between jobs and he thought the way he looked was too old. And his words exactly to me were, why would someone employ me when they could get someone that looks younger, looks better and does the same job? So that was his motivation as well as obviously to look better to, because um, out of a relationship as well, to potentially make himself presentable for a relationship. Um, and also I had another patient that has his own business and it was kind of semi-retired. His, his son was running it um, and then he, he the business got a bit busy and he had to come back into the business and he wanted to get back into the business. And because he wanted to get back into the business, he kind of said to me, I just want to look fresher again. And, and since I'm going back to work, I just want to look a bit younger. So I guess the motivations I see is really to do with career. Yeah, right. Well, it's really funny that, that like, because I actually did a, a bit of a Facebook Live with um, a gentleman, yes, who'd lost weight and he'd had yep. a facelift and I would never have known, but also more than anything else, I, I just would have, like, he's not someone I would have looked at and, and would have thought, number one, you had a facelift, number one, you yep. would even consider having a facelift. Um, yep. because, so it's not just, you know, it's not a certain type of guy, I don't think, it's just a general I totally agree. It's definitely a general, and it's and and some patients. Not that you like grouping people into different categories, but a lot of the time, a male patient that requests a facelift, you think, oh, there's no way I would have thought he was going to request a facelift, um, because there's a lot of clients of mine that are so self-conscious. Because plastic surgery still is taboo. They don't even tell my front staff why they pin for, or they'd rather keep it quiet. Obviously, they'll find out afterwards because they need to for the logistic paperwork and things like that, but. They just say, look, it's personal. I'll, I'll let Dr. Zamaris know when I see him. So a lot of the times it's a bit of a surprise to me what they want as well until I see them. Yeah, sure. And so when you're doing a facelift for a guy as opposed to a woman, do you have different – I mean, of course, you do different things, wouldn't you? Yeah, you do. You definitely do different things. Like, Because men do age a little bit differently. Um, men have a few more risks with facelifts as opposed to females, like, for example, bleeding risk. And the main reason for that is because men have a higher mean arterial blood pressure. Um, so the, the, but from an aesthetic point of view, the main things that are different is to not pull the skin as much. Not that I like pulling the skin in the female, but not pulling it as much because you, because having a pulled look on a facelift in a guy is really telltale and not aesthetically pleasing. Mickey Rock comes to mind. Like the facelift I did last week, the patient told me, don't make me look like Mickey Rock. Um, 
who has a really pulled face and pulled eyes. Um, so general, the general direction that you pull a face, the internal muscle, is kind of like a 45-degree angle. So not all the way up, not all the way um, across, but sort of 45-degree angle mm-hmm. up. So what we call a superior, ve- superior medial vector, which is in line with the smile muscle. Um, what makes you smile. So in a male, you tend to do, you don't use that vector. So depending on what their aging deformity is, because again, it can be different, we either go directly vertical or we go um, 90 degrees to vertical. So we go um, towards their earlobe, for example, to pull that way. Um, And what that does is it just enables the skin and the aging process to be reversed without really changing the way they look. Yeah, well, this guy showed me before photo because I, I wouldn't have picked it and I wasn't looking for it anyway. Um, but he showed me before and afterwards and like uh, I would never have known he had a facelift, but looking at the before, there was a significant difference in his, um, I don't know, just like he looked kind of, he had like as he got old, I mean, he was only 47, but he had, um, you know, like, like the sort of sad face. Yeah. I call it the upside down smile. I don't know. Yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Like they look sad or yeah, or tired and upset. Yeah, yeah. And then with the facial, um, with the facelift, he just looked rejuvenated. And and also, he said he felt amazing. That was out of all his surgeries, like the skin lift, and because he had a, a lower body lift and a gynecomastia. Yeah. And this was the the most like he loved it. He was just like, wow, that was the most dramatic. Yeah. Oh, excellent. That's good news for him. Yeah, awesome. So tell me, have you actually seen an increase in male patients that want plastic surgery compared to like when you first started practicing, like just over the years that you've been? Um, um, it's a good question. I'll say to you there's, oh, look, to be honest, that's a very good question. I have to analyze my data, to be honest with you. That's something I should do. But looking looking at um, just maybe just looking at this year, there probably is a slight increase, but I, I wouldn't say there's been a huge increase. Like, for example... There's more people inquiring about Brazilian butt lift. There's no doubt about that. So I wouldn't say there's just more pe- more males having plastic surgery, at least in my practice. But there, there's definitely, you know, there's a certain, um, you know, percentage of my practice that is definitely for males. And as you mentioned already, some of it's facelift, rhinoplasty, or gynecomastia. They're the three big ones for males. Yeah, okay. So, sorry, what were they again? Yeah, so facelift, rhinoplasty, um, and gynecomastia, like male um, breast reduction. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And of course, if you if you're gonna have a facelift, can you do a rhino at the same time? Um. Look, you can. It depends on how extensive the facelift is. Like as we said in the previous podcast and on your YouTube group, um, essentially, um, if you're doing a very long facelift operation, um, it's probably not the appropriate time to do the nose at the same time because the nose is three hours of operating. But if you're doing just a lower facelift or an upper facelift, then you can certainly do the nose at the same time. Okay. And so if someone's looking, if, if a guy's out there and he's looking to have a facelift, does he have to get a, you know, does he have to go to a GP first or do you come, like, how does it work? Is there any Medicare entitlements um, yeah. or is there anything that he can, you know, is there any way that he can do it without letting a whole heap of people know? <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I mean, look, I mean, you can, you, look, there's no Medicare item numbers for facelift, whether it's female or male. So, so you don't necessarily need to see a GP. I mean, while some people still get referrals from GP, you, you don't necessarily need to see one. So they can discreetly contact my staff or, or private message me on social media. Um, and I interact with them that way. And then they book an appointment um, and, and come in. The one thing I do know with male patients is that when, when they um, do present for consultation, they're ready for the surgery. Like they don't want any more thinking time and they want it done within the next six weeks, usually. Yeah, I think that's probably happening more, more often these days. When, by the time they come to you, they already know they want to have it done. And usually nine times out of ten, they know that they want you to do it because they've done their research online. And Yeah, exactly. 
they just want to make sure that they can resonate with you. No, that's uh, exactly right. So tell me, so if a guy comes see you, has a consult. Um... The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.